is episode 363 for March 2015. And just a little heads up, we recorded this episode back in early February, and literally a couple days after it was recorded, the news broke that Sony and Marvel are teaming up to produce a Spider-Man movie. So some of the conversation in this one may seem a little bit dated, but we don't spend the whole episode talking about movies, so there's a lot of good stuff still in it. Uh, before we get to that, also I'd like to ask for your support of this podcast and our website. Uh, log on to our front page at SpidermanCrawlspace.com. Look for a button on the right-hand side that says support this site via PayPal, and you can ensure more episodes come out in the future. All right, gang, on with the show. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to Spider News. Let's start off with movie news. JR, uh, we've got... We have the former screenwriter of the first Spider-Man movie, uh, David Coep. Is that how you say it? He, he thinks there should be three different Spider-Man movies. David, David Kep. Kep, that's how you say it. Take me through this one, JR. Okay, so in other words, this guy who has absolutely nothing to do with the Spider-Man franchise right now, uh, who hasn't had anything to do with it for some time, and who's just popping off in some kind of uh, interview, you know. We're, we're, Empire Magazine, yeah. yeah we, we care about what he says about franchises he has absolutely no say in and no control over. Um, <laughs> yes, because Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Well, he's, he's been in charge of several successful ones. I think. I mean, he didn't come back to mess with Spider-Man 2. Oh, yeah. Isn't he is, Isn't he the real one who's responsible for that great Johnny Depp movie that's out now? Mordecai or whatever? Yeah, that's that, somebody... That bombs. That bombs. Yeah, that's somebody's opinion that I want to... I really want to line up to... Line up and listen to. Yeah. So anyway, t- tell me what he thinks <laughs> about Spider-Man. What, what would he do if he was in charge? <laughs> well, what he says that he would do is that he would have three types of Spider-Man movies going on at the same time. Which, considering the fact that the, the, that just one that came out here recently barely eked out $200 million in the domestic market, you know, so he wants three of them at, one, at the same time. Um, <laughs> so, let's see. If I were in charge of Spider-Man, basically what he's saying is that he would have a big-budget uh, big budget Spider-Man, uh, a darker, roughier, roughier, rougher, edgy, wow. uh, almost R-rated feel. Spider-Man, type, basically R-rated Spider-Man, big budget Spider-Man, R-rated Spider-Man, and then Kitty Spider-Man, uh, and it, that and that he would do them concurrently. Um, I don't know what the you know actually it's it, it, the whole idea of of of, uh, of using the same character across a multitude of platforms it, you know is it's actually a fairly logical idea I mean wouldn't you know you you know it would seem that you would want to have like a Spider-Man in the movies and then like a Spider-Man for on cart uh, a cartoon Spider-Man for kids and things of that nature I don't know where he gets the idea of an edgier R-rated Spider-Man because uh, he probably read Craven's Last Hunt that's probably what he did yeah because uh, I remember when they did. Uh, when when they interviewed uh, Casada years ago about the Marvel Max title, and they said, "Hey, is there any one character that would be inappropriate for Marvel Max?" and he said, "Yes, Spider Man." Uh, but uh, <laughs> that's the only character because you know the the thing. I, I, would you have three actors? Would you have one actor in all these movies? I mean, how would you do that? I don't. Well, I don't I even d- know that you ought to even give it. That much serious consideration. I mean, That's true. That's true. I think what you know, they would consider is that people would bring their kids to all of them. 
Yes, that's well, see, true. That's the thing. I mean, you don't need an R-rated Spidey and then a big, you know, a big, uh, a big budget Spidey and then a kitty Spidey because when Spider-Man's done correctly, everyone can enjoy them, and you yeah. don't you don't have to have different types to cater to different demographics. You could just make one good one and everyone will go see it. And it it also would diminish the brand, wouldn't it? If you had multiple Spider-Man movies out at once, like one every year, or, or say if we're making movies about duty. the villains. <laughs> just <isn't> Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of Duty Spider-Man. Oh my God! Well, you could go around and just got that you could helmet on. He could just shoot him with web bullets. You know, I was, playing, I was playing Call of Duty the other night. Call a spider. Yeah. The yeah. Call of the uh, Spider. Call of the Spider. Yeah. It does. <laughs> I was. Anybody, anybody like this idea? Zach, you like this idea? Uh, oh, hell no. We already have the Kitty Spider-Man. It's called yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man, and, and well, poor George has to review it every month. You know what? Not much I longer, think, Jack. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think what could be an alternative to this idea, If I, I don't think the R one would go over, but I do think like a Pixar animated Spider-Man movie would go over great in... You could have that once every other year with like a live action Spider Man movie. I think that would be fine. Yeah, it, but, it, you know what? That's one thing that could actually happen because you know yeah. if and what makes me what makes me think about it is that if you watch The Incredibles, The Incredibles is basically them taking the Fantastic Four and mixing it with James Bond. Yeah, and 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 it's been argued by many fans that we've already had a great Fantastic Four movie and it was called The Incredibles. Totally agree on that. So totally. I mean, there yeah. was, a, and even though that was a cartoon, there, I, this is the thing about. Okay, all right. Uh, full disclosure here, Jr. Don't laugh at me. Uh oh. Pixar is a is a mf'er because they can make me cry. Oh yeah. And and the and this is the that thing. First I mean, ten, that first ten minutes up. You don't have a heart if you don't cry. I didn't, that. I've stopped seeing <laughs> Pixar, I've stopped seeing Pixar movies oh. because of that. And this oh is why God. I didn't see Toy Story three because when I saw Toy Story two oh. and they hit the you know when she loved me thing, I was glad I was the only one in the theater because I was bawling my head off, and I hated <laughs> them for that. And when they made me cry in Monsters Inc. when when Boo gets scared of uh, of, of uh, Sully, yeah, you know, and I was like, I mean, I was a basket case. I was like. And I was like, dude, Pixar is like, you know, like manipulating my emotions, and I'm not cool with this. And they did it in The Incredibles, man. There's that scene where um, where Mrs. Incredible is like wanting to go back and join the fight, and Mr. Incredible's like, who thought she was dead early in the movie, he's like, no, I can't lose you because I'm not strong enough. And yet he's the strongest guy on the planet. I lost yep. my shit, man. <laughs> and I was with a, I was with a date when that happened, and I was like, oh, oh my no. god. And my date was like, I'm I. My ovaries are in, are in overtime right now <laughs> because you're like you're like this macho dude and you just wow. cry in front of me and I'm like no oh, you don't understand okay. I'm not cool with this you know so I'm sorry that that's my Pixar rant but yes they could legitimately give you a Spider-Man movie that touches that touches your heart in the way that none of the other Spider movies could, could ever hope to because it's cartoons and for some reason it's more impactful or they could do a lot more visually that that. Cost a lot more money in live action or something like that. I mean, it just opens up a new possibility for Spider-Man. Oh, and you could actually have Josh Keaton voicing Spider-Man again. Oh, oh yeah. 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 But it's <laughs> for us to talk about this. Where do I put my money? Because yeah. if Disney could have, could have, if Pixar could make one, Pixar would have already probably made one. 
Yeah. But they can't yeah. because Sony's tied it up, uh, you know, and, and, you know, stay tuned for that. The animation rights. We're, no, we're they do... Talking- no. They do have animation rights, I do think. But I don't know if they have animation rights for TV. I don't know if that uh, – film is a different thing, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a murky we're thing. Keeping, we're keeping with the movie theme. Uh, George, Sony is selling bits and <coughs> pieces of itself. Well, it's incorrect to say it's selling bits and pieces of itself. They've sold off a division that they've had for – <clears throat> excuse me, a very long time, since 1995, which is their uh, uh, online games. You know, you've heard me talk about these before, Ma- you know, MMOs, massively multiplayer. Ashley knows what I'm talking about. Uh, things like Warcraft. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. they don't own Warcraft, but Sony owns EverQuest, right? Is that like a Warcraft game? Yeah, well, it was the first big, it wasn't the first MMO, but it was like the first runaway huge MMO. Now, this, when I re- originally read this, I was confused. I thought they were selling their PlayStation stuff. I know, and a lot of people couldn't didn't differentiate the two. This is not their – that's console gaming. Right, so right, right. This, this is <coughs> PlayStation computer. 4, Xbox. That's all cons- what we call console gaming. MMOs, massively multiplayer online games, are <coughs> games where you know a lot of them you pay monthly to play. Right. You know, like if you play Warcraft, that costs about uh, I think like thirteen or fourteen bucks a month, and I've played that for you know I played oh, that for years and years. You pay, you pay that every month thirteen. <laughs> yeah, because well, the thing is, is that, you know all they have oh I don't know hundreds of of game servers. You know, like they can only have so many people playing and and at, on the same server at the same time, so they have to have hundreds of these damn servers. And they've got maintenance; they got to pay their art people. You know, they got they do a lot of really good music. Kind of like this podcast, the bandwidth bills. Right, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of overhead for these things. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. God, okay. No, I got this in my throat. Did you catch something with JR? Good Lord. I know, it's I'm getting sick from JR. Either that or, or being hot inside my apartment in the middle of February. You know, I... We I, really I, should I, stop kissing, George. We, oh, <laughs> Lord, stop that. People will start you saying know, things. Do you guys play the Spider-Man? getting fan art. You better watch out. Does anybody play the mobile game Spider-Man Unlimited? No. Anybody play that? I'm going to talk that, about that, that later. I'm going to talk about that later. Okay. In recommendations. What do you mean? And oh, and recommend it. Well, anyway, yeah. uh, I play that a lot on my phone, and and you can buy like these. It's essentially a continue for like ninety nine cents or something. I'm like, yeah, what? I, yeah, that's no, I'm good. Yeah. So I'm good, but okay, sure. Uh, but yeah. the, going back to Sony selling yes. its its uh, video games, this relates to Spider-Man. Yes. In that they could potentially sell their film division, which includes Spider-Man rights, right? Well, the right? thing is, and this is the speculation. Of course, none yeah. of the everything you hear about this stuff is speculation, but at this point, we're, in du- case we're using... Is listening. Right. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're using... Uh, we're using... You know, we're, we're starting to put pieces together and say, well, wait a minute now. You know, we're speculating this. about this, and then this happens, and then if this happens. So... Right now, you know, Sony just got rid of a division that it's had for almost 20 years. And it has popular things in there like EverQuest. They also, it's weird because they also uh, do the, uh, the DC Universe online game um, where you can, be, you, know, you can run around and play as a, uh, as a hero or, or villain in the DC Universe. And for them to say it, MMOs themselves are, are in a point right now where they're having trouble being profitable. Okay, so Sony, you know, so so they've been, you know, the, the they've had diminishing returns on this business for a few years now, for probably several years now. So Sony finally was like, screw it, we're selling it off. All right, 
They sold it to they need they need the money. Sony is Sony as a corporation isn't hurting for cash. Sony's entertainment division, the online gaming thing, uh, and and the film division is hurting. It's weird because Sony Motion or Sony Pictures Entertainment, the TV part is actually doing pretty well. <laughs> it's actually With break, huh? Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. Community, which I just started watching. Yeah. So represent. Um, yeah. So <laughs> here's the thing. I mean. Sony Pictures, Sony, you know, the ones that actually, you know, do spider produce Spider-Man movies, they're they're hurting for cash. They are, and they've made some terrible, terrible production decisions. Of course, you know, and this is why uh, uh, you just had the ouster of Amy Pascal. Brad, I don't know if you put that on the news, did you? Yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. Well, we'll talk about. Or do you want to just segue into that? Yeah, just segue into that. This is another uh, <clears throat> okay thing where Sony is is rearranging due to the right. Hack. So that's okay. So getting rid of their of the game of the game division of the online game division that they've had for twenty you know almost twenty years, and then you couple that with the fact that the gal who at one point you know said I will never let Spider Man go you know never ever ever were her exact words and you know we you know here said you know for my cold dead hands. Um, of course, she got into a lot of trouble a few or a couple months ago with the online hack that happened. You know, uh, was it North Korea? Was it not North Korea? We don't know. Right. <clears throat> but in those, you know, there were some very damning emails about things she'd said about Angelina Jolie, things she'd said about uh, other producers and other executives and other people that work in the industry, things that she said about uh, about the president, which suddenly she was ashamed about, which weren't really all that bad now that I think about it. Um, but anyway. You know, she just got she just resigned, quote unquote resigned, uh, and she's going to stick around now as a producer. So she's still over the Spider-Man films as far as producing yeah. goes, but not yeah. making what many people in in the film industry felt were boneheaded decisions about <clears throat> Sony Pictures. But again, this makes you wonder if this isn't something that you know because you have now. You have getting rid of uh, Sony, getting rid of one division that wasn't making money anymore that they'd had forever, and then suddenly they got you know one of the, their co-chair steps down because of all this scandal and everything, and she was the one that said they would never let go of it. And again, you start putting the pieces together, and you're like, dude, come come the first fiscal report for this year for Sony, you know, is it, is a good time to start looking at. Maybe Sony gets maybe Sony Pictures gets bought by Disney outright. Maybe Sony Pictures just sells the rights back to Spider Man. Who knows? But it's looking more and more likely like it could happen. <clears throat> it's uh, I'm reading a little bit online about her. She's going to continue to produce the Amazing Spider Man series and also produce that new Ghostbuster female cast movie. Right. That's I don't know what to think of that. Ghostbusters. Well, girl power. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's you know. I just don't want to be a remake. I, I would, reboot, con- I, would whatever. I, I, I would rather have a reboot or, or not a reboot, but a continuation. I don't want the four ladies to discover the ghost busting. We've already done that. Did we? And it, we did. With Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray, they discovered how... I, they ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah, but we didn't have and any it, gal ghostbusters. I know, but we don't want to have the same version of the, <clears throat> try to attempt the first movie just with females. I, think I just don't think... I think it's overcompensating. In that, you know, yeah, we didn't have, oh, God help me, gender equality in the first Ghostbuster movie, I guess. I guess, yeah. I guess that's how you'd say it. But, you know, I mean, I, but I think it's overcompensating. It's like, okay, since the first two were just all dudes, we're just going to have it be all gals. And I'm like, well, how come it just can't be diverse? 
Yeah. How come you can't have a couple of dudes and a couple of gals and maybe one asexual yeah. guy who, uh, <laughs> you know, who whatever? Or uh, Ashley, is anything I'm saying offensive? I don't care. <laughs> this well, hasn't. I'm, I'm trying I mean, to. You know, I don't I, think this is the top of anyone's priorities here. It's like you know they don't. I don't know of any girls who watch Ghostbusters and like yeah yeah that's good. But God, why why can't they be girls? I don't know. Right. Well, they, like they, there's they, potential there, but it's just like I remember like, reading on on Twitter. You know, you whatever. had uh, you had some. Oh, I forgot who said this. It was either a comedian or a talk show host or somebody said. You know, if you don't like the all female Ghostbusters, you're a misogynist. Really, that's just sure. what that means. That guy wrote an iTunes review. That guy wrote an iTunes review and said we're, we're racist because we don't like books or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's, hey, we're all white, yeah. so we're what is it? We are we're misogynistic white male cis hetero shit lords. Yeah. Actually, actually, you're misogynist. How does that happen? <laughs> Internalize misogyny. Brush up on your terminology. Yeah, that's that's another well, thing, Brad. Well, Online, the, you know, this is well. We'll get to that yeah. when we cover the other news. What, what what we got one more uh movie related thing uh JR you've got this one about the uh JK Simmons tell me about that uh yeah the, although we can all uh, argue about um the various things about the Spider-Man movies i think that one thing everybody can agree on is that they would all love to see JK Simmons back as J Jonah Jameson and apparently at the very end of an interview uh with Howard Stern uh the great american commentator um stern asked him if he's up for another spider-man movie and simmons says i just heard that we that's a possibility uh yeah and then, what do you think that means well that's a possibility uh, <laughs> it sounds like he was just approached the way he answered that to reprise the role yeah yeah, that's the way I interpreted it. Yeah, uh, and then he says, "Stern asked if he do another one." And he said, "Absolutely." Uh, yeah. There's, uh, which I think, I think that's like I said one of the few things that everybody can agree on is that uh, if there's ever a J. Jonah Jameson in a Spider-Man film, it has to be J.K. Simmons. So uh, this is uh, this is fine with me. You know, uh, there's there's been a lot of rumors. Um, and, uh, you know, George will probably get into it more uh, as we go on, but uh, uh, the rumor that I've been seeing recently, which, again, doesn't doesn't mean it's true or not, is that Spider-Man will actually start showing up in Infinity, Avengers, Infinity War Part 1. Um, that, that'd be cool. <laughs> Jameson is in the, in the Avengers movie. That'd be awesome. So, um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, it, it's beginning to sound like what George is talking about. You know, it's beginning to sound like things are moving, regardless of what Sony says or regardless of what Amy Pascal has said in the past. It, it looks like things are moving in that direction. Uh, the only thing I say though is be careful what you wish for, kids. You know, and remember the law of unintended consequences. Right, exactly. Spider-Man going back to Marvel could mean, oh, hey, look, it's a, we've already had Gwen and Mary Jane. Here's here's that spiffy new love interest, Carly Cooper. <laughs> that everyone loves because she's so fantastic. Imagine right. that being imagine that being forced down your throat for several months of teasers for teaser trailers. <laughs> All right, we're moving on away from the movies. We're going to Twitter for this next one. Uh, Dan Slot took to Twitter 
and potentially alienated an advertiser. We had a – George wrote a, a wonderful editorial on the uh, the front page, had an outstanding response. My goodness, 149 responses <laughs> as of this uh, recording on uh, February It was 7th. an educational opportunity. <laughs> yes, with Beautiful. puppets. Uh, t- t- Ashley and George will tackle this one. Go, guys. What, what do we got? All right. Well, to, to start this all off, <clears throat> what happened was – there is a sort of almost like a gamer civil war happening right now with people who play video games um, like, and, and who are actively engaged in social media. For instance, Brad. Brad plays yeah. PlayStation 4. I hadn't heard anything about this because he does not engage in social media regarding gaming. Not Yeah, I don't. Okay, so there's this thing going on now. Like I said, it's kind of like a civil war between gamers and gaming journalism and uh, – Another set of, of oh gosh, what, what's the best way to say this? Almost like a, a political group called Social Justice Warriors, it's, which that's are kind of the the um oh how how would you say it a uh, bit of an ironic uh, nickname there decided by people who are kind of fed up with these people, people who advocate for social justice by sitting at their computers all day, just basic. Slacktivism. Yes. Slacktivism. Yes. I like yes. that. A lot, nice. a lot of hipsters. And they come of... off as very aggressive about it. You know, it's like uh, you, you would consider like radical feminists would be thrown into this category. It's it's like the way I like to describe it, Most because most of them are white guys mm-hmm. or like white dudes like in gaming journalism. Um, it's, it's a lot like Brad and, and Jack, you may remember us, like the dude in high school who – who was always like trying to be obsequious to girls almost or trying to drop like bend over backwards to please them in an over you know like in an overt sickening way uh-huh. you know that kind of guy you know, like who's like who who will think he's like some sort of knight in shining armor while he's really just trying to meet chicks <laughs> okay. you know it's that kind of thing you know it's almost like it comes across as like these people are like doing it for an ulterior motive which is funny because then you had another group of, of people including gay folks who were saying you know don't get offended for us you know basically with that uh, not your shield hashtag right Ashley mm-hmm. okay so so but to put this in context because and what this has to do with slot slot was trying to preemptively block people on Twitter who were suspected to be pro, you know anti or uh, pro gamergate yeah to give a little bit of background on this yeah. whole autoblock thing it's a uh, it was a code written by a very poorly written code written by one of the mem- the people who who um advocate against gamergate as it's been called and it it operates on the function um based mm. that you'll be blocked based on who you follow on twitter so if you follow noble figures like um, Christina Summers, Total Biscuit, um, maybe even John Trine, he might have been on that list. Or even um, actors like uh, Adam Baldwin. Yeah, and Adam Baldwin. All these people, based on like if they if they showed any kind of uh, horse in the race that is gamer game, then um, if you follow them, you would be blocked. Which so so Slot wanted to eliminate a whole bunch of people from his Twitter that he disagrees with, right? Which. Yeah, which I find okay. completely uh, – it, it, it's, it's not any – you can't really take it as any real indicator of what his horse in this race is, but I find it to be um, – everything lines up pretty well. 
Well, it's like, okay, so what happened was Slot was using this third-party app. What is it, uh, Ashley, Block Together? I, I, it was just called the Gamergate Block or yeah. the, the BlockBot or whatever. It doesn't really and, have a, a and name. And so basically it. what it does is there's 20, or the last time I checked, there were 23 pages of names. There's like 50, no, there's like 500 entries uh, per, per thing. I think it's like 11,000-something total names. So oh, yeah. Slot, who's always said, oh, I'm fine with criticism, decided he needed <laughs> to block 11,000 people on Twitter. <laughs> without them even pissing him off in the first place, just because they're this other group that thinks differently than he does. But what happened? Or they follow people who think differently. Or they follow or are friends with people who may have different opinions than him. I want to repeat that. Mm. Slot felt he needed to preemptively ban people who didn't agree with people he didn't agree with. <laughs> okay. To be fair. I can understand if he did it to try and block out the drama because it kind of has been very consuming and it can be if you're not involved in it it can be I can see how it would be obnoxious. Oh, yeah. But this as like we cannot take from this tweet is he, you know, for or against neutral what we don't know his horse in this race so just to but, be fair. But what hap- okay so what happens is is he puts in this this list you know that he found and blocks 11,000 people. Unfortunately, a shitload of them wound up being legitimate Spider-Man fans yeah. who had never said a word to Slot. <laughs> and other people who had never even said a word to Slot probably didn't even know, know who – Some of them that I saw on Twitter don't even, didn't even know who the guy was. Yeah. So he, he took off the list. He started unbanning people who requested to be unbanned. He, he issued a mea culpa. Yeah, I use this thing, and I was trying to block all these people. I, I don't agree with people I agree with, and yada yada. And uh, I'm sorry. And then he said, um, when I put in these names, it also blocked uh, Tay Diggs, actor Tay Diggs, and KFC. I've apologized to Mr. Diggs. Fuck KFC. <laughs> and that's what yeah. that's what brought me into it because I was like, you know, when I saw this on Twitter, I mean, you know, aside from. The whole Gamergate aspect of it, but you have to put that in. You have to explain that so you can put it in context with what was happening. Right, that's the setup. Yeah, but for to the to the editorial media. Yes, now what really happened was I told you this story. So the FKFC thing. KFC is a corporate partner of Marvel's. KFC does and has for you know through the years done you know movie tie-ins with Marvel uh, promoting Marvel stuff Marvel comics they they at one point they had an amazing Spider-Man bucket for crying out loud <laughs> you know and so of course you know we're going to post that when you know when you have the head right and here's the thing folks cuz a lot of this comes down to well does Dan Slot represent Marvel or not I'm going to end this right now when you have somebody writing amazing Spider-Man who's got Spider-Man all over his Twitter shows up at conventions with you know Dan Slot Marvel written underneath it Yes, he is representing Marvel. If you choose not to understand that, I can't help you. I <laughs> even, with way, puppets, you know. even with puppets. <laughs> even with puppets, which I actually tried during that discussion. <laughs> yeah. but, right, you know, in the same way that you know, any one of us represents the company that we work for. Right. Yes. When, I, when I work for a company, I'm not going to get online. First of all, when I work for a company, I'm not even going to talk about them online. You know, I'm, I'm because exactly. I, what sense does that make? I'm, now, I can see that where he's, you know, he's more of a public figure who works for, you know, an entertainment company. But still, at the same time, he's representing that company, and then he decides to throw. Now, sure, I also think that he was doing it jocularly, like you know, he didn't really mean it. It was just a kind of an offhanded thing. But even then, a follow-up saying, 
no, I like KFC, yada, yada, KFC. I, I was just joking about that. And he even admitted later he was joking, but he didn't really walk it back. You know what I mean? There is absolutely uh, no attempt to apologize. Absolutely or, none, yeah. At, at least for the, the inflammatory nature of it, which is – that's just – I think he I think he put something on Twitter like, of course I was joking. Anybody that takes uh, offense to this has a grudge against me. That doesn't oh, unsay can, it against the corporate partner. Can, right. can anyone else see that line coming out of Otto's mouth? <laughs> you know, and so and, of and course so, you idiots. To, to honor Dan's plot, you know, as I do uh, many nights before the podcast, I went to KFC and got some KFC today. Oh, you did! Yes, I got another. Nice. I got an eight-piece uh, box from KFC. Uh, original recipe. Original recipe because that's like crack cocaine. Yeah. And uh, you know that's how I'm going to support uh, KFC and all this. But no, seriously, my last job, our client was a very large bank that is constantly in the news, especially back then. And if I had gone online and said, "Oh, hey, f this customer." I would have been walked out because that customer has people who do nothing but sift through social media. I guarantee you they do. If, if you don't believe me, post something on Twitter and watch the company respond in seconds. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I would have been walked out of the building because that would have been that's that's just you don't do that in a business you know type setting. And people may say, well, it's not the same thing. You having a job for this company is not the same thing as writing a comic book. And I'm like, do business is business. Professionalism is professionalism. This could affect future advertising for Marvel. Marvel could lose money from an advertiser. Not, you're right. Not, not only not only KFC, Brad, but Yum yeah. Brands, which owns KFC, which owns Taco Bell, which owns Taco Pizza Bell, Hut. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't take much to lose an advertising client. No. It, it takes uh, someone surfing uh, the someone that is in charge of spending money at KFC, or if you're Don Draper for you know talking to a chocolate company about uh, your mom being oh. a prostitute. There you go. <laughs> Bring it back to Mad Men. Yeah, for those Mad Men, they lost <laughs> their client, didn't they? Yeah. Everyone I'm mean, sure I know who doesn't who doesn't watch Mad Men is like, what the hell is George talking about? Yeah, <laughs> he's high on original recipe. That's what, folks. <laughs> uh, and and it, it, your editorial. Questioned professionalism. Yes, it didn't. It didn't say, "Hey, this guy ought to get fired." It was just like, "Is this professional for a professional person in business to do this on social media?" I, and I here's the thing, and I've said this before. Bef yeah. Before Disney bought Marvel, I was hoping that Disney would bring some professionalism in to Marvel that Marvel just has just really hasn't probably ever known. You know. And it, which is funny because in this age of social media and viral, you know, stuff going viral on the internet, you should be more keenly aware of that than ever. So I was hoping for that, but what this tells me is that Disney doesn't even realize they have a publishing division. No. Aside from just making a deal to let them do Star Wars, you know, uh, a few months back, and so now they can do Star Wars, Star Wars comics again now. Right. But other than that, they don't care because if I'm Bob Iger. I'm, so, you know, and I can't speak for Bob Iger, but if I'm Bob Iger, I come in the office, you know, and says, "Oh, somebody who works for one of our subsidiaries badmouthed the corporate partner." If I'm Bob Iger, I do something about it. If I'm Bob Iger, I, 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 you know, and I'm not saying that you know someone should be fired or something like that, but you definitely make it known to everyone else that it's not acceptable. Well, you know, and then I'm putting mean? in the email, I can't believe I'm having to type this, but this is not acceptable. You know, George. Uh, saying, Zach? Um, George, you remember this? Um, ESPN. They had they wrote an article talking about Jeremy Lin, 
and um, they they talked about uh, something about the armor. They used what was perceived by one person or two people as, as a derogatory word against Asians. That dude was fired in 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. The fact. And who owns ESPN? Disney. 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 Who owns the air we breathe? Disney. <laughs> That's not <laughs> <laughs> but that just goes to, goes to show they don't even acknowledge that they have a comic publishing division because, quite frankly, if they got wind of half the crap they're saying, the stuff rolls downhill, folks. You can't you can't fart wrong at ESPN without either having to apologize or getting suspended for a week or getting fired. That's <laughs> true. Jr., we haven't heard your thoughts. What do you think of the the FKFC thing? I really wasn't losing any sleep over it. I mean, do you agree it's unprofessional? Do you think it potentially could lose business for Disney, Marvel, etc.? No, no. Why? Because who cares what Dan Slott thinks? (laughs) Who gives a rat's ass? If I were Bob Iger, I wouldn't give a rat's ass what Dan Slott thought. Right. If I were Bob Iger, I'd be too busy counting my money. (laughs) I do have to agree with JR as far as I do not think there will be any actual ramifications this there won't be an actual consequences you know no one's going to lose any money no one's really going to care but i think it is pretty indicative of a trend that's been present ever since social media became gain you know began gaining steam and and presence in the professional community that people will just go on and they don't i don't know just like a bunch of teenagers with their facebooks they they don't realize you know what you say is on the internet for everyone to see it is always there it's never going away ever Oh, I'll, I will vouch, though, for what George said about uh, about like, corporations having people who do nothing but scan social media. Uh, yeah. Because uh, my daughter is a uh, loves Jimmy John sandwiches, uh-huh. and she made a comment about um, how she was she was embarrassed by going in so much that the customers knew her name, and then literally somebody from Jimmy John says, "That's okay, we love our regulars." Um, <laughs> so it is, it's an honest to God truth. They do have people that do nothing but scan for references what? to themselves in social media. Yeah, I was true. I once had a problem uh, with my cable company. It was Time Warner Cable. It was uh, what two years ago now, probably a little over two years ago, where I decided to drop Time Warner and go with Verizon, go with FiOS, which is like dropping one devil and dealing with another. <laughs> so. I, you know, and I had the typical thing, you know, because, you know, you call in to cancel and then they won't let you cancel. They call these people retention specialists. Where they, where they There's a whole bunch of YouTube clips of listening. Where they talk, people. where they try to talk you to death for 40 minutes and they basically they just try to stonewall you on trying to cancel to the point that you, it, ends, it usually <laughs> ends in you shouting and threatening someone's life. No, I'm just not that far. But. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, now we listen to this podcast for the length of time and you. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I had that experience with them, and I posted about it on Twitter. I don't even have that many Twitter followers, but I posted about it on Twitter, and not only did Time Warner respond, and I mean within three minutes, but Verizon and Dish Network also responded to try to snipe me. Nice. I mean, wow. this is all public. Wow. Like, Sorry, you had a bad experience with those guys. Why don't you come over with us? <laughs> Not like Verizon, if you've already read, you know my original tree. I I did go with you, but but thank you and and Dish. I'm I, I just don't like what you uh, what you offer, but you know no offense, but but thank you for you know caring about a potential customer in a way that Time Warner wouldn't. Yeah, yeah and I even cool. when I tried to cancel with Time Warner, I said, look, it's it's not you. I just want to go with this thing so I can have everything on one bill. If I ever move again and I can be free of uh, Verizon, because God, Verizon. Um, 
you know, yeah, I'll consider you, I'll consider you guys again, right? Yeah. But that wasn't good enough. No, no, no. Oh my God, it's just it's crazy. So yeah, they they're all they swarm social media, man. It's everywhere. Any I mean, anything that you say on social media is going to get picked up. I'm sorry, actually. It, it makes me really sad to see that you know a place like Marvel, when they do nothing, you know, when there there is no real um. Now, action taken against this kind of unprofessionalism, it's its just sad to see that. It just kind of gives off this message that we don't care, that professional we don't consider professionalism to be important. And it's like, but I, something I mentioned in the comics, I'm like, I make pizzas for just above <laughs> minimum wage with more professionalism than this yeah. guy handles his social media. And that's well, just really sad to me. I don't like my job. I don't. You know, I don't really particularly care, but I do care about professionalism and, you know, maintaining that, you know, that image that these are the people who, you know, give you your paychecks and you have to, you have to respect that. So, I don't know, it's like you, you represent them. There's, there's something important about that. And what, what's going to happen to Dan Slott when he tries to apply for another job in any other any other realm other than comics? And they're saying they're going through his social media feed because guess what? Everybody <laughs> nowadays, if you go in any type of corporate America, they're going to sit there and say they're going to look through your social media. When I when I hired on, I, I'm starting a job on Monday, and when I hired on, they said, "Well, we're going to we're actually going to go through your Facebook and Twitter. Just just be warned." And they told me this because I had to do like FBI background checks and stuff like that for security stuff. And so, yeah, they're going to sit there and look at everything you do. If this guy was to go to anywhere else in the world in corporate America, guess what? They're going to look at this idiotic post he made about it was supposed to be a, it's supposed to be a joke. I mean, it was well, supposed to be a joke that fell flat. In comics industry, he's not going to have a problem getting a job because DC, you know, a lot of people at DC do the same thing. Right, so, right. You know, it, 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 he'll be able to find another job there. But transitioning to something else outside of Marvel, like like Bendis is wanting to, do, you know, I think Bendis just wants to go full time in the movies, same way Mark Millar does. Um, right. In fact, he just quit all the X Men books, didn't he? Because they're getting rebooted, and he said, "Okay, I'm he's, done with X Men." Yeah, he's he's. So I don't even know what he's doing anymore. Well, he just re-upped his contract with Marvel, too, so it's not like he's going anywhere. Right. He makes way too so much anyway. money at Marvel to walk away. Any, any final words on original recipe topics? Yes, it, <laughs> it, uh, um, or, or just from my standpoint, it speaks volumes about uh, the federal government's adjustments, you know, justice system when Zach can pass a, a federal you know, background check. So, you know, I, it's, it's a sad... You know, <laughs> oh, congratulations on your job, dude, by the way. I know he got yeah. What laid off in December? Is that right or no? I got laid off in December. I had found a job like a week later that was just you know kind of piddly job, and then um, had kind of put my feelers out for this job and got well, it. I'm happy for you because yeah. you, you got a baby on the way, son. You got bills. I got bills to pay. And, and yeah, dude. Yeah. All right, let's hit the comic topics up. What do we got? Um, Zach, you've got, let's see, Battle Worlds and Secret Wars and End of the Ultimate Universe. Tell me all about what happened. Okay, what so, news the, came out. The ba okay so if you're not paying attention at home, Secret Wars 3.0 is coming out uh, in <laughs> <laughs> this summer. This summer, Secret Wars. In a world. In a world. <laughs> Just what we um, all need, more Secret Wars. 
Four sugar yeah. one egg. <laughs> <laughs> he came out of the he came out of the coma to say that he's back. <laughs> like a perfect storm scenario for Jr. Okay, when the entire so, Marvel universe just goes to Secret Wars. I'm sorry. So, so on the on what is it the 40th anniversary or the 30th anniversary of Crisis on Infinite Earths? Marvel decides to pull 86. their six. Yeah, 86. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so. so you know, Marvel decides we're going to do Crisis on Infinite Earths because basically, and these two topics kind of dovetail into each other, so I kind of combine them. Yeah. Uh, the Ultimate Universe and the Marvel Universe are combining and coming into, into a big giant Oreo sandwich. Um, Wait a minute, doesn't sandwich. Oreos have three parts? This only has two parts. Um, Your analogy we fails. Can- <laughs> we we okay. went from KFC to Oreos. Oh my God! Well, okay, okay, peanut butter, like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay, uh, so uh, no, there's, there's still three components okay. there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, bread. bread. I've tried. I've tried, and it's how, not. How about, how about, how about, about yeah? How about a Reese's? Reese's would fit Reese's. your analogy. Yeah, yeah Reese's. Reese's, Reese's pe- like a Reese's peanut butter cup coming together, where, where the peanut butter and the and the chocolate come together to make a make a brand new goodness of... of what the hell are we talking about? Ultimate I don't know, universe Okay. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. ultimate universe is in. That's, that's one of the effects of Secret Wars. Yeah. I know. So, so basically, the Secret Wars event is going on. They have this... Uh, there is no more Marvel Universe. There's no more Ultimate Universe. The Ultimate Universe is ending. They're doing a miniseries with Mark Bagley and Brian Michael Bendis... To uh, wrap things up, again, this is only the third time we've seen the, quote, end of the Ultimate Universe as we know it. The last page better be all black. lost opportunity for cataclysm. Yeah. (laughs) Just end this sucker on issue six, please. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, we have this, there is neither Marvel nor Ultimate. There is only Battleworld. Now, Battleworld is basically a giant hodgepodge of Marvel's history coming together in one, pretty much, one story. Now, basically, from my understanding is, is that many of your, your friendly neighborhood comic books are being replaced during this period of time that Secret Wars is going on. One of these books is called Renew Your Vows. Now, it was teased... We've talked about this. On the, this show has talked about it. It's been teased, and we got a little more information about it the other day. Based Spider Verse number two, yeah, yeah. Spider Verse number two. Um, we see a uh, black suited Spider Man and a Spider Man that looks just like normal, and they're talking about you know what the differences are, are between the two of them. And there's a hoodie running around in the final cataclysmic battle. I had to throw the hoodie in there just to annoy George. Uh, but uh, the, the black suited and the red suited couldn't figure out what they're what's different about them. Yeah. With the exception of the wedding ring. Is awesome. one is wearing a wedding ring? Yeah. So this leads into renew your vows, where okay. supposedly Peter and Mary Jane never stop being married. Now we, you know. <laughs> When you go to the Marvel Universe or Marvel's website where they're doing their big Battle World interactive map that crashes every five seconds because ha- <laughs> I haven't even been there. I, I didn't know that. Uh, that was like a thing. when they launched that thing, nobody can log on. 
<laughs> like, go to this new interactive map and, and, and keep coming back for new more stuff. And they're like, we can't get on that map because it's like sitting there looping at us. It's ba- Battle World crashes. Huh? Yeah, Battle World crashed and burned. That's too bad. For like the first two days. Anyway, they wow. finally they finally fixed the bugs. You can go to you can go to the interactive map, and there's this section, little country called the Regency. And when you click on it, it says one more day. Country or a hotel? No, what? You click on the on the land uh, on the map, and it yeah. says one more day. Yeah, and, and, and on this, and there's a side panel. It says Spider Man, one more day. And we're like, ugh. Now, oh, the, in the preview video, the Regency, quote unquote, was actually Spider Man Renew Your Vows. So people have been wondering and speculating as as to what Renew Your Vows has to do with One More Day. Now, I'm going to be purely speculative. We we did see the red-headed girl in One More Day disappear off the face of the earth. What happens if they don't make the deal with the devil and they have the little girl? Yeah. I think that's what Renew Your Vows premise is all about. Yeah. But we don't know that. So basically, we, we just know that there's a specific country that is called the Regency, that's t- dealing with one more day. There's there's a Spider Arachnia, which I'm sure is Spider Island hashtag. You've got uh, 2099, they've got their own section. Um, the, the Hulks have one, I think. Oh, there's, there's several um, different Hulk ones, there's several different uh, X-Men ones, where Days of Future Past and stuff like that. It sounds like, like a that. horrible video game. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it, it's basically every alternate universe... Possible author universe. It's basically Spider Verse on steroids with the Marvel Universe. <laughs> it's Spider every alternate dimension ever, right? Is right. what Secret Wars basically three is. is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, basically yeah. that's that's what's and and so I have not been reading Jonathan, Jonathan Hickman's run on on Avengers, so I don't know a whole lot of what's going on in that regard. But it seems like they've been building towards this for a long time. I think I'm the I'm the only one that reads that book. Anybody else? Ashley, you read no. it? Okay. Basically, the the Illuminati are trying to stop worlds from crashing into the 616 universe. And they're destroying worlds, etc. And, spoiler alert, at the end of the most recent issue, yeah. they've, narrow, they've narrowed the, issue, the worlds down to like a dozen or something. And they find the Beyonders at the end of the latest okay. issue. I just read. Yeah, I, I remember. I read the first issue yeah. of that, like of all of that starting. I read it. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, like the, anymore. It, yeah, the the uh, cover has the 19 or the the Secret Wars two Beyonder uh, on the cover, just look uh, playing with a little bitty yellow jacket. And at the end of the issue. He, uh, Reed says, I've discovered the... Or, no, uh, maybe it's Hank Pym says, I've discovered the Beyonders. And the Beyonders don't look anything like the, the black-haired Steve Rogers from Secret Wars 2. They look more like Area 52 aliens with, like, armor on them. Well, so that's what the Beyonders look oh like. There's multiple God. ones. And see, like, and, and Hickman, he, he, he does, like, these big, long, it's broad huge. runs. Yeah, and everything. I guess he said everything that he's worked on up until this point is building towards this story, both in the Marvel universe and in the Ultimate universe. Lord I, I, knows, I've I've been with it the whole way. I didn't think it was it, possible it, it, to make something that sounded worse than Secret Wars Two. Well, it <laughs> sounds like the macro it, version of Spider Verse. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so, okay, I, I want to see what the Beyonders are. Right. Uh-huh. Well, and and the the good thing, uh, you know, remember when Bendis was like. Age of Ultron is going to change everything because time is now broken. And we're like, what? I didn't this change is anything, a, did it? 
Well, it, it, it supposedly set things in motion where time being, quote-unquote, broken... Oh, that's true. It did change time, uh, didn't it? It, it, changed, it changed the rules of time to where you could, you could, we could get to this point, and supposedly it kind of started setting up Spider-Verse and stuff like that, and the crossover with Spider-Men and things like that. So, I mean, there's... there's I thought, it, I thought it was still opening the door. <laughs> right. the, exactly. The bunk, bunker bin. Here's, here's, a question, here's a question. Uh, is anybody going to pick up Secret Wars? No. I'll pick it up out of curiosity. Actually, I don't know. I might. And <laughs> we know what the answer to this one is. Yeah. Oh, I, I, absolutely. I'll be there at the, my comic book store waiting for the truck to to pull up. Uh, and, now, uh, however, will you remove it from the store after paying for it? <laughs> paying for it? You are you going to oh, burn steal it? Oh, oh, well, I burn steal everything. I know. Uh, even the renew your vows, you wouldn't pick that one. I don't know. I don't know. It just yeah. we'll see. I think it's replacing Amazing Spider-Man, so he's got to pick that up. Oh yeah, I guess we got to review something on this yep. podcast for that month. That'll be easy. <laughs> we can we can the one time we can fold spider satellites into everything else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Any other discussions about Secret Wars? That it, oh, the worlds. By the way, I just looked at the link. Egyptia, the Regency, New Quack City. That must be Howard the Duck's world. It's Howard the Duck. Uh, Twenty ninety nine world, Halla Field, uh, the Wastelands, Perfection. That must be Peter, Peter Parker, and New Xander. I wonder what New I think Halla Field is where they got the uh, ripoff of Carol uh, and the Green Lantern Corps. Right. Where like there's going to be like a whole Miss Marvel Corps. Well, I, I don't uh, know if they fly around with power rings right? or whatever. I was like, I, I enjoyed this when I, I enjoyed this when I read it in DC called the Green Lantern Corps. But oh well. That's why. If you click the link on the One More Day deal, and it, it takes you to the many loves of Peter Parker and George Bradman will appreciate this. No oh. Carly Cooper in sight. Nice. It also refers to Deb Whitman as his uh, lab partner, which was incorrect. Yeah, which was somebody who was drunk wa- watching what was she? the show. What was she again? She was the uh, ESU uh, physics department secretary. Uh, she yeah. wasn't a lab partner. She wasn't a scientist. Yeah. She was not a scientist. Uh, uh, this other topic is comic-related. It's spinning out of Secret Wars. And, George, you've got this one. One of our favorite books is kind of ending for... I hope it comes back, but go ahead. Well, I mean, the writing was on the wall when when they announced this whole, you know, asinine reboot anyway, you know, uh, and that everything was getting canceled. That should have been your big clue that everything would be canceled. Yeah. No. (laughs) Including Spider-Man 2099. But what we had uh, Peter David confirm for us this week was that indeed Spider-Man 2099, which has barely been back, is going to be canceled. Yeah, is going to be canceled. And replaced with Secret Wars 2099. And on the cover is the Avengers of 2099, which is all run by Alchemex. We'll call them the Alkavengers. Because we needed another goddamn Avengers book. Apparently. (laughs) You know? I'm sorry if you were enjoying just, you know, Miguel. Sorry. Apparently you didn't realize that you wanted more. Yeah, that you wanted more than Miguel because you wanted an Alchemex Avengers, and that's what you're getting. I, I, I think it's going to – it doesn't mention this anywhere in the press release or anything like that, but how can he nine – No, I mean, be there. That but, was created. Yeah, he'll, he'll still be there. It's just 
where he's going to have to share panel time now with other Avengers. Because God forbid we have a oh, Spider-Man shit. comic where he's the central <laughs> character. We Maybe can't just help. hates everyone else. <laughs> it's not going to work. However, Peter David, as witnessed in his issues of Spider-Verse, can pull it off. Yes, and, and mm-hmm. the good news here yeah. is that you are enjoying the current short-lived, uh, you know, ill-fated, apparently, uh, uh, Spider-Man, which is, to me, the best Spider-Man book right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, really um, oh, my God, this doing an autopsy. That's the last one. Yeah, I, number I, eight is insane, and I loved it, so and I wanted to have babies with it. It was so good. See, how it, oh, back off. This, <laughs> this, this, Too far, Berryman. This, <laughs> this shows you what a good writer can do in a crossover if he has to. Yes. I don't think I don't think Peter David went went on a book and said, you know what, I want to cross over with several other books, but he does it, and he does it well. Well, he's a professional. You know, he takes a job, and you know, he's like, okay, I'm, I get to bring back a beloved character. Oh, I have to join this giant bloated crossover. Okay, well, I'm going to do my best on that. Oh, it's getting replaced with another another crossover. crossover. He, okay. he goes. Spider-Verse to 20, uh, Secret Wars. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Peter David, and it's still going to be Will Slaney. It's, so, it's, it's uh, funny. It seems to me like one of the original points of the 2099 universe was to avoid having you know, iterations of all the other major players in you know, Marvelverse in it as well. Like, he had Spider-Man. That was, like, the only major Marvel character. He had, um... I mean, he had Punisher. Um, Ravage. Ravage. <laughs> Ravage. <laughs> And and what was the other one? Doom. Doom 2099 was great. Yeah, which I still I like don't know that. if that was Dr. Doom or not. I don't either. I, that was, Warren Ellis did that, didn't he? I think he did that. Uh, I, I, that I think. Oh, and he had Dr. Strange. Yeah. And, and kind, kind of. But was Dr. Strange spirit. in 2099? Yeah, she's, um, it was a woman, actually. It was a female iteration. She was oh. kind of towards the end. Towards the, like, okay. the end yeah. of the middle. But like, X, X Nation and X Men twenty nine. <laughs> Good grief! Yeah, it, it seemed like one of the points was to kind of avoid making straight copies of everyone and having them just be, you know, Marvel in the future. And well, we're not getting the, that here. We're just getting another goddamn Avengers book. Because yeah. <laughs> you demanded it, folks. Yeah. Okay. It, it is it is Peter David and it is Will Slaney, so yeah. it'll at least be it'll at least look good and be written well. And yeah. you know, we'll have to see what it means for Miguel. I'm hoping they get I'm hoping that's just the first storyline and they can segue away from it and it's more it's more of a just a just a Miguel centric book. Mm-hmm. But I was digging Miguel being in six one six. I really was. I was having fun with yeah. it. But that doesn't matter. So uh, this is the part of the show I like to go off on a little tangent with uh, spider news that is off the beaten path. Spider fluff. Uh, <laughs> spider fluff. There you go. <coughs> spider f- spider feature. Uh, this one is – we're going to start with JR on this one. I put up on the front page an interesting tattoo. This man is dedicated to his spider fandom, JR. Tell me what this guy did. Well, he was uh, dedicated to it about five years ago. Five and a half years ago. <laughs> So, this is Spider News from five years breaking ago. Breaking news from five years ago. <laughs> because Brad just found it. It's it's news today. Go ahead. Well, I was about to say, I certainly don't want to, you know, insult this guy or whatever, and then we give him a half an hour or whatever to do <laughs> this. Um, but <coughs> apparently, some guy thought it would be really cool 
to have a web shooter tattooed along his wrist and in the palm of his hand. Now, (laughs) any normal human being would think this was one of the most ridiculous things, you know. And uh, I really like I really like how we say here. uh, Well, anyway, he had to do this in in stages, of course, because, for example, then we wait about four weeks. The palms hurt like hell to get done and take longer to heal. Okay, like, isn't that like a clue that this is a very fucking stupid idea? No, I mean, this guy... I mean, he, I don't think I know of a person getting a tattoo on the palm of their hand. That looks painful. No, I mean, he just... I mean, you can you can see it on his blog here, which Brad, is, Brad has so generously linked to. But he had, he had like, a little thwip thing uh, tattooed on his hand and, and something that... And it's really kind of gross-looking. It's like it's squirting, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it is squirting, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I... I for, it took me... Very this, symmetrically. You know, yeah, yeah it, t- t- it took me a minute to realize that this was actually supposed to be represent- representation of the web shooter and and not some other long cylindrical object that was squirting. Oh, the uh, poor guy. That yeah. And, oh, but no, I mean, so this guy here actually, I'd like, well, you know, Brad, why don't you get back with this guy five and a half years later, <laughs> and and just see whether see yeah. see what this has done to his life. <laughs> See whether has it got any more ladies? Oh, you know you can't really cover this one up. Well, I guess you could with long sleeves, but you can't cover up the. the what's the part on Spider-Man's web shooter where he presses down on what, what, the you trigger? Can't, the trigger. You can't cover up the trigger on the palm of your hand. Anyway, what Jr. Not not something you're going to run down to the local tat shop to get on your your wrist, huh? No. It doesn't mesh with all of the other things he has. Yeah, it doesn't go with the rest of my tent. <laughs> it doesn't go with your sleeves on your arms, huh? <laughs> Are they all Norman-centric? The sleeves yeah, well, would, you, would you put a nor like that? Uh, I wouldn't do a fucking tattoo. I mean, I wouldn't do a tattoo. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't do a tattoo. I wouldn't my do God. a tattoo to save my life. <laughs> it's you get you Norman's get... cornrows tattooed on your head. Uh, there you go. Oscorn on your ass. Oscorn! Yeah. <laughs> Oscorn! It's popping, baby. It's on the other on cheek. On your feet! <laughs> get some Dr. Scholes! Oh, my God. It's uh, it's weird. Does, any, does anybody have a tattoo on the... Ashley, do you have a tattoo, Zach? I have one in the works. In the my, works? Uh, my wife has several, but I don't. Uh, yeah, it's how you get the syphilis. What? <laughs> or not the syphilis? You my wife has syphilis. <laughs> no, no, because, no, no, because this fight words there, they're burned. <laughs> oh God, what is it called? Hepatitis. Sorry, hepatitis. <laughs> yeah. the, unclean hepatitis. needle. An unclean needle, right? I'm, I'm just a doctor's kid. I don't know. I'm not a real doctor. <laughs> don't play one on podcasts. Yeah. Um, what was I going with this? Good question. Where were you going with any of these stories? I guess uh, on the panel, Ashley is the most informed one of us. Let's not get carried away. I mean, uh, on tattoos. I mean, is this something that you find like you would like to have this done? Do you understand why I had it done, or do you think this is just a bad idea? I guess saying that I, I want a tattoo makes me informed. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> well, you're, you've got more than what you way to do. generalize, Brad. <laughs> She wants me. And the rest of her like, of a girl, isn't it? You're an insensitive prick, Douglas. <laughs> oh, she's the only one that said I have one in the works. All of us are like, you aren't touching me with that syphilis. Uh, I mean, not, no, 
No, I meant. I'm I'm sorry. What's the word? I mean, what's actually, is immediately hepatitis. 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 I got my medical terms mixed up just like short. <laughs> Go ahead, Ashley. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I mean, if he likes it, you know, it's his perspective. It's his opinion that matters the most. But um, I don't know. As for my thoughts. I'm kind of thrown off by how it's kind of got the comic book wackiness and the thwip on there, which I, I do think the thwip is cool. But then on the other hand, it's supposed to be like kind of stylized with all the straight lines and the symmetrical designs. And you know, it's very symmetrical. So if it had been – I feel like if it had gone all the way with you know either comic book or, um, or you know, more uh, stylized, then it could have seen a little better. I've seen several Spider-Man tattoos over the years. I've seen one where a guy had the spider symbol on his chest. I thought that was kind of cool. I wouldn't do it myself. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen some people on their arm, the sleeve, like the flesh is ripped off, and there's like a Spider-Man costume under it. I think that, and it's in red. So I think that's kind of cool. But I just also, I, I, I wouldn't bring up. Am, am I the only one who has trouble like touching that part of my palm? Like I, I'm trying to like okay, that's where the web shooter would be, and every time I do it, I have to like strain the heck out of my pinky to get it to not point yeah, my towards me. Comes, my pinky comes halfway down. It's when anatomical. Yeah. Well, you guys are just gross. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your pinky land, Jr.? I'm not, I'm not <laughs> talking about touching my web shooter. That's for damn sure. Oh man. Of course, you got to take it there, Jr. <laughs> and again, I'm going to refer to Ashley since she has the most. Uh, knowledge of all of us with You're tattoos. You're a pig, Douglas. <laughs> how, how much do you think this guy spent on it? I mean, have you priced tattoos? How much would this I've go? I've talked to some people who have had tattoos, and it's generally done like um, per hour. You'll pay a certain amount per hour, so the longer it takes, then the okay. more expensive it'll be. And obviously, you know, um, if it's colored, you know, it'll take longer. It'll be more expensive. So it looks like it might not have been... Several hundred? Are we talking thousands? Three? Three? No, I want to say maybe like... 200 at most. Okay. okay. Yeah, if it's, if it's thousands of dollars, Brad, you're talking about something that's like all, it's like really colorful. Yeah, we're doing like a full color canvas or a sleeve <clears> or something. Okay. Or a whole bag. Right. I don't think we've talked spider tattoos on the podcast before. That, that's, that's interesting. Uh, what's another thing that's off the wall? Uh, Ashley and webbing protein. <laughs> <laughs> Tell yeah. me, I, I put uh, an article up uh, on January 29th. Tell me about this. Yeah, so this just in, Gwen's death is actually confirmed to be Peter's fault on account that he failed to consume enough eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so um, this gentleman, uh, Mark Lorch, I believe, it's yeah. an interesting name, he, is a, um, he teaches biological chemistry at the University of Hull, which um, I don't know what, is, I, I don't know what, what that is. Um, good for him. He just, you know, he was, claims that he was, you know, he was watching the original Spider-Man movie, which props. Um, it's one heck of a movie night. Real quick, the University of Hull, located in uh, Kingston, uh, in England. Oh, it's English. Cool. It's, it's yeah, English that sounds like English. Okay, there you go. Maybe go he's the guy who sits on the train and listens to our podcast. There, oh, that would, look at you full circle it. Very I nice. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so he, he's watching it and, you know, being, um, I don't know. Being a nerd and both a nerd and someone who is smart decides to actually be productive and think about how much it would uh see how much webbing how much protein I'm I'm getting mixed up here 
how, how much fluid he'd need to produce the webbing that he needs for just swinging around, you know, an with, average with organic web shooters. With yeah, organic with the organic web shooters. web shooters. That's what I was trying to throw in there. But he decided that um, it would be based on um, protein about how you know his uh, the amount of webbing that he could produce would be um, you know proportionate to the amount of protein that he consumed. Right, because you're <laughs> spending fluid. Yes. Yeah, and based on a lot of science that made my eyes cross when I started reading it, because I'm just a poor, simple English major. Um, if you're, if you're, you know, if you've been bitten by the science bug, too, read up on the article. I'm sure you'll love it. it talks about Pascal's and everything. Sounded very sciencey. <laughs> but he what? essentially decided that to to uh, to get around for one day, just in early, you know, swinging around. Taking it easy, you know, nice Spider-Man vacation. He would need to consume about sixty eggs for breakfast <laughs> every day, which makes me wonder why he is not bigger than Gaston. <laughs> or actually, no. For going, he should be the size of Gaston since Gaston eats five dozen eggs a day. Wow! So, yeah. Um, Rocky just did like four in a glass. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, Rocky's not the size of a barge. So. Uh, man, did he say how the eggs needed to be? Like, did they have to be raw, or could they be scrambled? Like, could he have an omelet? Could he have a nine hundred egg omelet? I don't think he went and broke down the, uh, the what a protein egg? value would be based on the type of egg. Here, I'm just gonna. You can go ahead and talk. I'm gonna Google because I've never done this before. Google if you make an omelet that comes out of that. Uh, Sixty eggs. There we go. Let's see what 60 eggs looks like on Google image search. Well, most okay. omelets are just two eggs, so that's like... Well, Brad's equivalent. doing that. Okay. So he decided that if he is actually going to try and rescue someone roughly the same size and weight as him, so Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy, your favorite, I don't know, female shoulder attachment, I don't know, whatever, whoever yeah. you want to throw in there with him, <laughs> you would need it. <laughs> They're not you accessories. Have... They're people, Ashley. <laughs> They have feelings, too. What do I know? (laughs) It's my internalized misogyny. You're a pig, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Can women be pigs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've I've never heard a woman call a pig. Go to Walmart. Oh, Oh, wow. Uh, Wow. Walmart.com there, Douglas. Oh, my God. Okay, go ahead. If if he rescues Mary Jane... He would need to consume about 900 eggs to have the protein required to produce a, a web of... Organic, you know, a thread of organic web that would be able to support both of their weight without snapping and sending them both falling to well one of their doom. I think Peter would be fine. Man, um, now Brad, have you watched? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Have you watched the? Have you watched? Have you guys watched the Flash? Yeah, I don't. I have. They acknowledged this actually in the Flash, like they. They were trying to come up. How much with, he has to eat? How much he has to eat, and how much he has to consume to run as fast as he as he's running. And mm-hmm. they actually came up with like some some solutions. And one of the other things that they did also to get him drunk, they had to come up with a solution that was like a thousand beers, so he would actually you know feel the same thing yeah. that a person. Wow. Would. Well, they they it's, touched on that in the original series too, though. Uh, see, I never watched the original series. Yeah, in the I, original, they they touch on his heightened metabolism. Yeah. Wow. It made me think of the uh, the classic movie Cool Hand Luke. Remember when Luke was just <laughs> uh, downing the hard-boiled eggs in prison? Until they got sick? 
Exactly. Yeah. Can you, I just envision like Peter Parker at the breakfast table, like Cool Hand Luke, like his belly's just all bloated out. Wow. Yeah. Jr., you saw that in the theater. What did did, did it? <laughs> I like Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> Jr., you've seen Cool Hand Luke, haven't you? What we have here is a failure to communicate. Yeah, exactly. There you go. There you go. That's a good movie. Great, great Paul Newman movie. Anybody? Any thoughts on the sixty eggs for breakfast? Could you eat sixty eggs? Anyone? No. No. It's not big enough. You would. You would die. Yeah, that's true. The human stomach. It ain't breakfast. Anyone who's curious, I think someone did a similar study on, you know, in in Beauty and the Beast. You know, Gaston's song. He says, you know. <laughs> When I was oh. a lad, I ate four dozen eggs, Every and now that I'm grown, order. I ate five dozen eggs. And so I think someone actually broke it down and said, if Gaston ate five dozen eggs a day, he would be dead. So, Wow. Uh, I'll take this next one. Uh, Spider-Man, since we're keeping with the UK theme, it seems that Spider-Man needs a flatmate, which in the United States is a roommate. Uh, this... Uh, person over in England thought he'd put up a one ad that he needs a roommate. And so he showed... Oh, this was disturbing. I thought it was awesome. I <laughs> the one where he's in the shower is... Crazy. Oh, yeah, that's hysterical. But so it's anyway, got the same, the same skylight as Spider-Man. That's what well, I think it's Oh, I didn't even look at that in the bathroom. He's got a skylight. This is why yeah. we got the big bucks. <laughs> so anyway, windows. on a, uh, a website called spareroom.co.uk... Uh, this guy in London uh, is looking for another roommate. It's a three-bedroom, two-bathroom uh, terrace house, uh, and it's uh, he's looking to add one more person. I think there's another guy in there. That guy does not cosplay. To advertise the room, he put on his Spider-Man suit and demonstrated what uh, it looks like. So the very first picture I put up, uh, Spider-Man is peeking behind the shower curtain. Uh, in the bathroom. I think that's very cute. Look at that skylight. That's kind of cool. Uh, what wait, wait. Brad thinks is cute, George thinks is disturbing. <laughs> so there's a point and counterpoint. Like, I Here. would... Okay, let me let me keep describing this. We'll open it up. And then you cut to another bedroom, and Spider-Man's just lounging on the bed, just reading. And uh, the other picture is of uh, Spider-Man in the kitchen. He's presumably got, cooking eggs. He's, he's cooking his 60 eggs for breakfast. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the last picture, let's see what the last is. Spider-Man, the last picture, is he crawling up the side of the house? No, it's just a, 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 a living room shot. <laughs> That's very different from Spider-Man crawling up the house. <laughs> and going back to the listing, he says, um, Her house is currently occupied by two dapper gentlemen in their 20s, both <laughs> office workers, one working in television and one in radio. So if you either watch television or listen to radio... We're off to a corker. <laughs> Rock and roll and a cheeky pint and watching films of all popular pastimes. Male or female of similar age sought. The bills are not paid. No smokers unless you smoke outside. No pets unless they're left outside. And we're fair, responsive, and hassle-free landlord. Contact to arrange. Unless you're a, and, unless you're a smoking pet owner, in which case you're a smoking friend. pet owner. And rent, uh, when you do the conversion, it's about a thousand dollars a month. Mm. So, Jr., wow. let's say you got kicked out of the house, and you get and your job relocated you to to the UK. Are you moving with cosplay twenty-year-old Spider-Man? Absolutely not. I, <laughs> I was about to say it'd be. I'd, uh, 
I don't know. People would start to talk if I hung out with a bunch of twenty-year-olds. That's for sure. Do you wear? Would you wear the goblin mask when he's wearing his Spider-Man costume as a counterpoint? Because we know you have a goblin mask there, Jr. Here's the thing. You know, we all like Spider-Man, and if we were looking for a roommate, this would just jump out at me. I'd be like, I'm game to move in with this dude. Because we have similar interests, and he has a sense of humor. I'm like, this is cool. Anybody else moving in with this guy? Hell Ashley, no. Uh, Ashley, no. moving in with Spider-Man if you need a roommate. No, he's only got an Xbox 360. I mean, come on. Oh. The Xbox has oh. been out for over a year now. Step it up, <laughs> Spider-Man. Wow. Also, no, I have a serious... Are you, are you game-shaming him? <laughs> did you just game shame somebody? If he can have money to you know, make 60 eggs every day, he should have money for an Xbox One. I thought we were above things like this. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Now, George, no. say you moved to England. No. You, you're looking in the classifieds online for roommates. This has to stand out for you, right? I need, I need contacts. Why the hell am I moving to England? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to visit England, and I, I like the people that live there, but I live in you're, Texas. You like blonde, it so much that you decide to stay there. Your blonde girlfriend is going to school in England. And you okay, need a, so you're, you're saying that like if I if I hooked up with Christina Hendricks, oh, no, I said blonde, but go ahead. Christina yeah. Hendricks, well, Christina is natural, and, and she wants to go move there. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I like Texas, but I also like uh, you. Yeah. So, and then I move there. Would we live with like Spider Man? Yes. Would you live with Spider Man, who works in television or radio? No. <laughs> Not unless he could get me a job in television or radio, because. No. I'm, I'm the only one that this would stand out in a list of classifieds. It's, it's one thing, Brad, if the dude, like, if I'm visiting him and he says, oh, and you know what, I'm a big Spider-Man fan, and sometimes I'll cosplay a Spider-Man at conventions or something like that. That I'm with. And around the apartment. Yeah, that I'm with. <laughs> but then when he starts, like, you know, showing pictures of him in the shower as Spidey. <laughs> You know, shit like that. I'm, can you imagine I'm, that roommate? Can you imagine if he just, you know, he comes home from work, he, he comes in the door looking normal, and some people, you know, they put on their sweats or they put on some pajamas. This guy puts on Spider-Man the whole time he's your roommate. How my, creepy would that be? My fear, Brad, is I'm dropping a deuce. <laughs> right, or whatever, the, whatever, whatever they call it in the UK. I'm dropping a deuce, right? Oh. I'm in the bathroom, and the dude opens the door and says, hey, mate, do you need saving? <laughs> or something like that. And no, I'm no, he's supposed like, to come through the window. <laughs> yeah, or if he drops down while I'm while I'm dropping my. Do you need saving? Do you need saving from the deuce man? <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh man, I don't even know how I would respond to that. I'm like, wow. this is my my safe zone right now. Can you imagine if you're you're Spider-Man's roommate and you had dropped that deuce and just did and it didn't flush? And Spider-Man looks in there and is like, I think I appeared in that issue. Yeah. Uh, right. We call it, it called, one more day. It was called issue 13 of Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> you said you're getting that out of your system, Brad. Oh, I, had, I just had to get it out a little I told you. I told you. <laughs> the hate right. is growing. The hate <laughs> is growing. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, Ashley, you've got one You didn't more. ask JR if he would move in, did you? Yeah, no, I did. He, he said, go after yourself, Douglas. Yeah. No, I have, I have one last question, a serious question that I pose to everyone who uh, yes. who lives in the U.K. What yeah. is that under the sink? Is that a washing machine? Do you have washing machines under your sink? 
Wait a minute. I, I can probably tell tell you this. Hang on. Let me put that, this That does look like a washing machine under the sink. Also, the refrigerator is odd, too. There's a lot of booze on top of that fridge. Yeah. Does that change <laughs> anyone's opinion? No. <laughs> Hang on. Let me, let me look this up. Cause That's I, a washing I'm, machine if I've ever seen it. I don't live in the U.K., but I am a doctor's son. So. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, generally speaking, their, their appliances are a little bit different. I've actually visited London myself. Uh, I visited my freshman year in high school. Um, they got washing machines in the kitchen? Uh, they, they, they put stuff in odd places. Wow. Uh, I, remember, I remember, for some reason, their washing machines being very, very small, mainly because most of the places to live are very compact and very, like you're it's like living in New York on steroids, because all the build every single building you look around and every building is four hundred years old. Yeah. I mean, it, it it just is, and so they they don't they don't build new buildings; they just retrofit these old buildings. Mm-hmm. So it, it could be that their plumbing and stuff like that's different and more. Like they didn't have another room <clears throat> where plumbing right. was set up for a washing machine or mm-hmm. something like that. Okay, exactly. that makes sense. Okay, Ashley's got a love letter story about. Yes, Aww. we go from the creepy roommate to a love letter. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. All right, so com. It looks like it's a sculpture made by Hitain Patel called, which he t- uh, titled "The Letter to Peter Parker," which is essentially it's it's simple enough. It's a um, uh, he made his. It's his personal Spider-Man suit that he he would like to wear, just you know, cosplay and whatnot. He put maybe he has an apartment for sale. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we're tying this together. Anyway, guy made a cosplay suit. Yeah, and he put it over a you know fiberglass sculpture where you know that's where the the pose and everything's from. And then he went over it very intricately with a fabric paint, writing all of his um his praise and thanks and appreciation of Spider-Man. And I'll, I'll read some of this because it's some of it's really simple, silly stuff. Like, um, let me see. I can't yeah, imagine writing this stuff on the suit and colored uh, just meticulously mm-hmm. on this suit. It's crazy. What, what did he say though? I, I yeah. haven't even heard. He read said, this. "Um, said first and foremost, thank you for making a mask to cover your face. Thank you for making a suit to cover every inch of your skin. Because of this, I too can be Spider-Man without having to be the Asian Spider-Man or the Indian Spider-Man." Some of the other things he said was, um, thank you for being skinny and wearing glasses. Thank you for being too shy to talk to girls. Thank you for being bullied and for having the shit knocked out of you. Because <laughs> most of all, he was he went and said just from when they interviewed him and talked to him about his uh, the reasons why he, he you know felt compelled to, to make this kind of sculpture. Since he related to Peter Parker more than anyone else when he was a kid, you know he was the he was the nerdy kid you know that liked comics and he, comics and he said he essentially modeled all kids like him in a way that you know just other superheroes did not. Huh. It's a neat looking sculpture. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine how long it took to make this. Mm-hmm. It, oh my gosh! I mean, the amount of time it takes to even make a suit like that is mm-hmm. is already pretty phenomenal. But then to go over and hand scribe just all these minuscule letters, just to even have that much to say, is it's really really astounding. And I think it's a huge tribute to the character. And if anyone wants to see it, it's currently on display in the Chatterjee and Lal Gallery in India. So, Brad, I am putting in my request for a field trip. 
for the cast. <laughs> you have my permission. However, the budget has been cut. Uh, <laughs> no, that'd be awesome because I be nice if that thing got toured around the country. I don't know. And the guy actually has a, a whole um, exhibit. Um, yeah, a whole exhibit dedicated to um, to this suit. And I mean, it, it doesn't give any context, but his exhibit is called The Other Suit, which uh, shows a picture of, you know, the... It could be him wearing the suit or, you know, more of the sculpture. I, I really can't tell from the article, but... Um, yeah, it's it, it, cool. Yeah, he's, he really, really likes Spider-Man. But take away from this. All right, we've got one last topic, and what haven't we talked about in this whole episode in the news segment? Ditko News! Oh, there we go, boy. all right. <laughs> uh, evidently, Steve Ditko puts out this book called The Four-Page Series. I've never picked it up. I don't know if it's like four printed sheets of paper that you buy every month. Uh, it costs a buck and a half, so it's a lot cheaper than your Spider-Man comic. And I, what I, from what I can understand from Ditko's.blogspot.com, um, every month he releases it for a buck and a half. And uh, he he actually writes us. He talks about stuff. Uh, in issue uh, one, or I don't know what the cure or the actual disease was the, was the topic. I'm not sure what that's about. Uh, the the issue that came out in February, um, or maybe it was March. I'm not sure which one. Uh, Steve Ditko talks about the very first New York comic book convention, and, and he attended that and his experiences with that. Again, I don't know if it's four pages of that one topic or what, because, I again, I do not have this actual thing in front of me. However, at the end of the four-page series, uh, there is a teaser. And I saw this, and, I'm, I, and I got a bit excited. Because, I one, I need a new Ditko News segment every episode. <laughs> uh, but I don't actually need one, but it's fun to have them now at this point. But coming up in the next issue of the four-page series, he just did three words. And he says, coming up, why I quit. So what is he famously known for quitting? It's the Smoking. <laughs> Tranny fats. He got the... Drink, yeah. Drinking Heineken's and uh, pictures, or what, what was he drinking allegedly was in that the picture? Glutens? No, all right. Anyway, uh, so is Steve Ditko finally going to talk about why he quit Spider-Man nearly 50 years ago in issue number 38 of The Amazing Spider-Man? Will we find out why he quit? Is this what he's talking about? Do you think this will actually happen, anybody? Yes, so that way we can stop doing Ditko news. I'm just uh, <laughs> Maybe he uh, thinks if if he answers it, people will finally just let him live his life. Well, like leave him, leave me alone, get off my. And lawn. he won't have to open up, you know, every other piece of letter, and it's hey, why'd you quit? Well, I mean, do you? I mean, the man is eighty-seven. Do you think this will finally end? I, I, but here's what I think: I think he'll he'll go around the topic a little bit and say why things are black and white and why he had to had to be the black and Stanley was the white. No, that's a bad analogy, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> it's either what is or what isn't. With, with, with what is or what isn't, yes, exactly. And I, I, I think it will be, he'll maybe address it briefly and then go off on a bit of a tangent, is what I suspect. Anybody else? What do you guys think? We've, we've gotten enough 
information from various interviews and things like uh, not Marvel firsthand from him and Stan. Not, not, I mean, I mean not, Stan. Uh, Stan, you know, he well, he, he talked about it. I think dur- during his college tour in the seventies, and, and they talk about it in the uh, Marvel: The Untold Story. You're right. We never did get Steve's side of the story. Exactly. That's what we want. That's what I want. Yeah, and I know that's something that you've been you've been wishing for for a long time. And I hope I hope that this puts everything to rest. Brad is uh, into this Ditko angle on Spidey the way other people were into JFK conspiracy theories. I would agree on that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes. is Ditko behind the grassy knoll? Exactly. I mean, he's down in Texas at the depository. I mean, I mean, come on. Actually, you don't understand. <laughs> Last year, really. Brad and I happened to be up. Brad oh. sent me a... Have you heard this, Ashley? This what we did? I, we talked about no. it on the podcast. Okay, go I, ahead. I Brad, so. Brad sent me a picture, you know, because he's scouring, you know, the internet for Ditko News and... and or not Ditko, this is before Ditko News, uh, for pictures of Ditko. Because there aren't really any recent pictures of Doesn't Ditko. like his picture taken, yeah. So... We we stumble across uh, this one website. No, this Google search. Brad gets, sends me a Google search of, and it's you know letters that Ditko has written to people because he'll always reply to you in a handwritten letter. Okay, so I go to Google and I'm going down, and then suddenly I see this picture of this old dude with some hot chick, and I'm like, dude, what is? Th-? Okay, so I look at it, and it's uh, it's it's a uh, it's somebody saying that this is Steve Ditko at a wedding, and he's sitting on this like young chick. And, of course, I show it to Brad, but then Brad – and I'm like, no, there's no way this is Steve Ditko because I guarantee you this is already a couple of years old, and this would already have been found by other Ditko enthusiasts, which shouldn't even be a term. <laughs> so then Brad picks it up and runs with it, and he's I'm, like – I'm putting this in the chat image right here for you, Ashley. Brad is like, That's the I, picture. And I'm like, Brad, hang on here. You're a journalist. Let's do the math on this. Okay, it says it was taken by this photographer. <laughs> Let's Google him. Oh, there's nothing on this photographer? How funny. There's there's a photographer that doesn't have a website. Hmm. In this day and age, okay. Uh, let's, 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 you know, I just took him through the clues. Because I wanted to put this on the front page. So obvious. We weren't past it. You know, wondering whether it was real or not. It was more of a matter of Brad needs it to be real. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're all thinking. Of what you can get him, you can get him a framed print of this picture for only forty seven dollars. To to the to the yeah. point, Ashley. Mm-hmm. <coughs> that he emailed Spider-Man writer Tom DeFalco. Oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> at, at 3 a.m., at, at 3 a.m. in the morning. <coughs> Who, you know, and Tom, as he wrote Spider-Man in the 80s, he wrote Spider-Girl. I don't know. Have you read Spider-Girl? Did we talk about that? No, I haven't. Okay, he, read, he wrote Spider-Girl. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and he's, you know, he's one of the greatest Spider-Man writers of all time. And Brad, you know, he's been on the show before, and, and Brad... Emails him at 3 a.m. <laughs> Tom, I hate to get you out of bed. <laughs> well, that's what we were just talking about in the last news piece, something like... I don't remember. He emails him. He emails uh, Eric Larson. I did, yeah. One-time Spider-Man artist Eric Larson, who uh, is famous, of course, for his solo book or for his uh, indie-owned uh, Savage Dragon series. He owned, you know, And, of course, you know, you get these people... You know, the thing is, is that Brad sends this out, and I'm like, dude, these people probably have alerts on their phone when they get mail. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's going off at 3 in the morning. I hate to bug you, fellas, but is this Steve Ditko drinking a, a – what, what was it? What was he drinking? He was drinking a, a, drinking a Bex. A Bex German beer. German beer, yeah. 
And uh, and so, you know, they, they reply back, well, no, Brad, we, we don't think this is him. And Brad's like, oh, I had expected to wake up the next morning and see it on the front page against my against my counsel. <laughs> but finally, once they said, Brad, it's not him, uh, finally Brad kind of woke up and realized, well, I, I have to give this up. Yeah. This isn't this isn't the rabbit hole. I have to. I have really, to... Uh, I, I was like, I found Steve Ditko. You don't understand. It was like <laughs> in color. It was in. It was like, it was like suddenly Dan Brown was writing Brad's life. <laughs> you know, just the, the Da Vinci Code. The yeah. Ditko Code. <laughs> this was the Da Vinci Code Part Three. Oh my yes. god! With the search for Steve Ditko. I mean, and I remember George all of this, and and, and George is like Brad, 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 stop. Stop. And everybody's like, no, I will press it on. It has to be Steve Ditko. Yeah, we, it has to be Steve Ditko. And, and, and George is right. He wanted it to be Steve so bad. I did. And I was like, I Brad, mean, it's not him. And Brad was like, you don't know that. And I'm like, I, I wouldn't be able to pick a picture of Steve Ditko out of a lineup as he looks right now. Brad, it's not him. Yeah. You know? 87 years old. For God's sake. You're like, doesn't this guy look like he's like 87? I'm like, no, Brad, he looks like he's maybe like 72. <laughs> Who owns his own boat company, and that's what oh, allows him to hit on hot chicks. <laughs> you know, he's got. Hey, baby, you want to spend boat money? <laughs> you remember that, Jr. <laughs> when you were knee deep in boat money? Yes, I remember. Yes, it is. Oh man! All right, I, that's a wrap on Ditko's and Spider News.